Cross the Streams podcast, Kip back with you here. Um, we're lucky enough to be restarting the Hometown Heroes segment here. So when, when Kane and I were doing the pod together, selfishly, we just wanted to talk to old friends. So we were like, you know what we could do? We could just call something Hometown Heroes, bring back people uh, that when we were growing up were either friends of ours or people we looked up to from Billings and reconnect, you know, and it's really been awesome for us to have past friends on here, idols on. So we've had... You know, the Scott Turnquist, the Betsy Morrisons, and we had idols of ours growing up like J.P. Williams, Mike Hader, and all the other people that we've been lucky enough to have. And this one's awesome because we haven't, there's two, twofold. One, old friend of mine that's been doing a great 15 years of coaching back in Billings, uh, but he's bringing two perspectives today because he, you know, he went to Skyview with me, but he's been coaching the Bronx. Uh, for a while and we haven't had a senior high connection here so I'm super glad to, to knock two birds down with one stone but head boys basketball coach Drew Haas. Drew how are you sir? Welcome to the pod. Oh I'm doing great yeah I appreciate you having me on this is awesome. Man it's uh you know I, I've been following you from afar man I think it's 15 16 years in coaching seven to eight as the big dog you've been at senior so there's so many things for us to catch up on man but I mean for you and I I think I ran into you randomly. I came back to, to recruit Jameson Willems from Skyview way back at a tournament in Metro. And I think I think you were the girls coach maybe then, but I bumped into you. That might have been the last time I saw you, man. So I'm excited we, we get to catch up a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, this is great. That's well, the first thing I thought of, too, is just uh, I just want to, you know, just get to reconnect with you a little bit, too. And, and um, that's true. I was the girls coach for a couple of years at senior um, before I the boys. And, that is, that's the last time we saw each other. Uh, it, for those of you listen, you know, reminiscing a little bit, Drew was a year older than me at Skyview back in our young formative days when both of us thought we were a lot cooler than we were, I, I'd imagine. Uh, but Drew was really one of those guys that, that, that took me and David Gunn, you guys heard on his usual segment on the pod, his uh, listen up section. And Drew was really one of those older upperclassmen that took us under his wing, showed us the ropes. Probably we still owe him gas money for all the places he drove us back in the day for food and, and getting out of our house. But man, I, I'm just interested, Drew, your first memories. Let's go you, young kid, your first memories of Billings. You know, I know your dad, your father's a fixture, Haas Automotive. My parents probably probably still take their car to Haas Automotive. We've never learned how to do anything because my dad's go-to line was Bill would fix it. So just <laughs> just give me your first memories, you know, Billings. Talk a little bit about your connection to the city. Obviously, you're still there, but like just for you growing up. Well, yeah, you know, um, well, first of all, my dad retired, so um, he's got to take it somewhere else. Right, now. that's that's probably why they get new cars all the time now. <laughs> yeah, easier that way. But uh, no, I remember growing up in, in Billings, and um, you know it's funny. My my mom is from Phoenix, and um, my dad went out and, and met her in Phoenix, and he brought her back to Billings. And so I was born in Billings and stayed there, um, shoot till fourth grade, and then they split up, and my mom went back to Phoenix. Mm. And so I spent uh, five or six years living in Phoenix when I was young. Right, um, right. That's right. And so it was, yeah, so I'd come back for the summers, and, and I knew some people, you know, in Billings, and I, I had some relationships, you know, early on mm -hmm. in elementary school, but really my my um, early days were, were kind of Phoenix-based, you know, and, and when I moved out to Phoenix, um, you know, I always had a passion for basketball, but um, 
is so different because of the weather. Well, I was about to say, how did you balance like your your desert roots with the damn cold you'd have to experience later on? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you couldn't get two more extreme places. Right. I was in both of them, but yeah, it's crazy. You know, I think, you know, so that might have been one of the things I was, I was talking to my mom and dad, like, hey, I'm going to have Drew on. And my dad was like, did you think he remembers the Super Hoop Cage Camp? Because I think that's probably where I, you and I first interacted. It was one of my dad's summer camps. You might have been back. Maybe that's why you got to go to that camp because you were in Billings for the summer. But you do you remember those old camps up at Skyview? I absolutely do. Yeah, the highlight of my summer was being able to go over to those camps. You know, yeah, and just the stairway down out out uh, to get to the locker rooms. You know, from the the court. Right. And, you know, being being a little kid and, and being around some of those. Um, high school players and you know just oh I have great memories from from the cage camp and and listening to your dad coach us and right all those things probably yell at us and the, and the pupils left his <laughs> eyes and it was all whited out when he was mad at something but okay go through you know for you growing up in your path to coaching you know you mentioned obviously always had a passion for basketball it's funny we were going to zoom we're doing it on the phone now but I was wearing a Lakers shirt and I was like I think Drew's a Suns fan if I remember he'll probably make fun of me for having this shirt on now that the Suns are good and they swept the Lakers out but talk about your growth with the game player to coach like just take us a little bit through your journey well yeah i mean you know just starting i i, I mean i just remember always having a basketball in my hand always wanting to play and then um you know growing up with early with my basketball career you know it's funny we had a the elementary that i went to in phoenix you know our, our first basketball game it was an out outdoor game it oh my gosh oh in the heat it was outdoors it, it was outdoors oh and it's just so different, you know, and, and just growing up there and just going to the parks, you know, like yeah. um, in the heat, you know, we, we would wait until evening, but it was probably still 100 degrees and we were going and get to play against those older guys, mm-hmm. high school guys, probably college guys up to people our age now, yeah. you know, that were hanging around the parks. And um, it, just, it just gave you just a sense of, of camaraderie uh-huh. with, with other people and, and all those things. And so I think that. You know, that was just huge for me and, and just loving the game so much and, and being passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Just led you to play all the time and be around it. Did you, did you like you mentioned a little bit earlier, like some people you knew, where most of your, I remember just all my friends were, were based in sports, right? Like I had this crew from football and some of them bled over into basketball and then into baseball or track. Was that similar for you? And how was that balance between the two places you were growing up in? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was. I think that's how I met people when I first mm. got to Phoenix was, was through sports. And, you know, first I, I got there and I was kind of an outcast and then the basketball season started. Then people started liking me a little bit. Yeah. And then some of them became you know, um, some of my best friends, lifelong friends, you know, that I think I'll always have. And uh, same thing, you know, when I moved back, um, I, I moved back to Skyview my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing, the exact same thing, you know. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an easy transition and. It was a really, really difficult transition, probably until basketball, you mm-hmm. know, because things had changed so much, and the people that I knew, yeah, uh, from people here didn't play basketball. They didn't really play a lot of sports, you know, or, or the same sports as me. Yeah, and so it, it took that first season to get to know you and David and you know Ryan Glover and yep. all those guys. That I remember. 
I think I remember seeing you in the hallway, like because I was a freshman, right? So my first year at Skyview was really going to be yours too, being a year in front. And I was like, "Holy shit, David, Drew's back. We're going to be good." <laughs> so how you know talk your high school experience? In, how did you go from you know I'm interested, I'm a player, right? You know that that shift for all of us to get into this coaching gig. Did you remember viewing the game with like a critical coaching lens? Or did that come later for you? Because, you know, people ask me that question sometimes myself. And I was like, well, I don't know if I had a choice because my dad was, you know, the coach. So we, I was always being coach. So maybe that's how I got started. For you, where did you get that first inclination? You know, I might do this where, where I'm in charge of this scene, you know, shifting from playing to, to you know, uh, conducting the orchestra, so to speak. saw myself as a coach mm-hmm. when I was in high school playing and things like that I, I never looked at it through that lens and never really could see myself coaching and, and then um, I remember having to make some money yeah. when I was in college and there was this you know opening for a fifth grade girls basketball coach you know and I'm like well geez well, yeah. you know, give it a shot and yeah I just remember absolutely just loving it you know, that's amazing to, yeah yeah teach the game to people that wanted to be there and wanted to learn and wanted to get better and and you know i already had a passion and it was just such a spark and you know i just i just got the bug right there and never quit really from there right i that's so similar i i remember working a camp in, in college like i was like i gotta go back my coach says i gotta work a camp and i've never you know i'd gone to all the camps but it was my first experience. I'm I got I gotta imagine ten, eleven year olds similar to what you're saying, fifth grade. They ran something I drew and I told my, you know, to be future wife, obviously, at the camp, I was like, that was awesome. You know, you like I felt something like they ran it. We couldn't do that all week, but we did it today and that really like stirred something in me. Do you have any specific uh-huh. memories of that or those are those girls particular from that insp- you know, quote unquote inspiration? Uh huh. Um, and there wasn't just one thing that stands out, but just watching them grow. You know, it was probably a, a five or six week season. I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, but just watching them grow and, and just watching them um, learn and have you know so much fun with with the game that, that we love. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think that just kind of hooked me right there and said that's something I want to do from now on. So yeah, talk about that then. So were you purposeful then in moving forward, finishing like? navigating into being able to continue to do that talk about your journey a little bit well yeah from there then it went you know then i got into education and you know it was just it was easy to get coaching jobs you know um and it really helped you get your foot in the door yeah with our school district here and so i went to middle school and i think i was coaching seventh graders and these guys were all going to west high and um they were they're pretty good yeah and um by the time they, those seventh graders were in high school. I, I was an assistant at senior high. Oh, you know, so I knew all those guys. Yeah, had a relationship with them, and it was really made it fun. You know, in a, in a intense rivalry yes. here in Billings. Right. You know, it doesn't get bigger probably than than West and Senior, but uh, you know, it, it just went went from there. You know, and, and not that um, to take anything away from from West or, or those kids or anything like that. You know, but it was just such a different experience going from from one end of the town to the other you yeah know, I guess. And, yeah um and having those those uh relationships and, and opportunities at senior right came along and, and then you know to be able to 
compete against kids that I had coached and um, hopefully influenced a little bit. How? When did the the thought of moving over from an assistant? You know, I did seven years as an assistant here with Coach James. And, you know, I, I talk to me about your thought process, but for me. I think I always envisioned becoming a head, but I don't know if I got the like necessarily the itch until maybe my last two years. I was so busy learning, you know. I, I kind of knew yeah. how big the jump was sliding your butt over one seat. You know, what <laughs> what about that thought process for you? Well, yeah, that, you know, it's funny because um, I, I coached one year at West High, um, had an opportunity with Joe Suka, where oh, I was yeah. teaching at West, and Joe Suka was the head coach, and he had an opening, and so he he kind of took me under his wing a little bit and yeah. brought me on and so I spent one year at West and then um Joe resigned from teaching okay and ended up being an administrator at senior high yeah and they had an opening over at senior for kind of an at-risk coordinator and, and you know I was I was just substitute teaching yeah so he brought me to senior high and so I kind of got my foot in the door at senior and I, I was meeting some kids and you know um couldn't stand the the head coach at senior at the time. And yeah. Now he's he's one of my best friends. <laughs> I spent seven years working for him. And, right. And then ultimately took over um, the job that he left at senior. So uh, kind of an interesting situation. For but, sure. Uh, when you were an assistant, did you find yourself taking notes of all the good things? Were you noticing like, man, I don't think I would do it that way if I was in charge? How was that, you know, kind of building your own resume, but kind of your own toolkit as an assistant? Yeah, you know, and I think you you think about things you know, you might do differently and things like that. But you know, at the time, I just remember just trying to do everything I can to to help our team win, mm -hmm. help our players get better, and and have a good journey, and and you know all those things. And and I think that I learned so much under him. You know, yeah. I mean, he was he was just um, he, he's obviously he's a great coach. He's he's the head coach of Billing Central right now. Mm. Yeah. You're always gonna do things. Hopefully, you're gonna do them your way. But you know, when you learn from someone and you're around them for so long, I think that you just kind of get entrenched with what they do. And, right. And you know, so it took me a little while, I think, to maybe get out of that and do some of my own things. Yeah. When I was a head coach. Right. No, it's it's such a hard balance, right? When you get that first year, even I can remember, like I was so for me because my you know my boss, similar to you, like such a successful, really good Hall of Fame coach. And it's like, how much of this is going to be me? And how much of this do I got to make sure is Gordy? Because that shit works, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I'm going to blow this up. But at the same time, I want to be my own coach. So that was, you know, I don't know if I vetted it with my assistants or maybe it was just my own, like, self-discussions, like, trying to find that balance. That's No, I, I totally relate to that. Was that, is that strange going up against him now, live? Oh, yeah. It's it, the hardest games that I think I have all year, you know, is going up against him because he is so fiery, so competitive. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been able to, um, been lucky enough to coach my own sons. Right, going, I, yeah. You know, he knows them so well and just the game plans that he puts together and, and, you know, just the little things that he tries to do to get in people's heads and, and all those things that, what, the things that make him a great coach. Right. You know, but a very, very difficult games to go against him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to dive into coaching your own sons because that's, that's something fascinating to me and such a great opportunity. But let's take our first break, and we'll be right back with Coach Drew Hawes, Billing Senior.
Cross the Streams podcast encourages you in the face of everything we're going up against in terms of voter suppre- voter suppression, oppression in all forms, and all the things you've heard us on our platform advocate to stand up against. Check out StandUpAmerica.com. StandUpAmerica.com for action steps on how to go about com- combating and doing the work, not just retweeting, not just complaining to your dinner circle about what's going on in the country, taking steps, writing letters, joining phone banks, posting to your Instagram with links for people to donate, StandUpAmerica.com. All right, we're back. Coach Haas, Billing Sr. I, I absolutely want to dive in. One of, the, one of the fun things for me in getting ready for this episode was finding and reading some of the articles about you, you know, 406 Sports, Billings Gazette. And I saw the one, you know, about you and, and, and one of your sons that you got. Let's talk philosophy first. Um, something that really stuck out to me because I think we're, we're very kindred spirits in, in philosophy was you. It was an article about one of your players that you'd kind of shepherded through getting cut. You had to cut one of these kids and then he came back the next year. But you mentioned in there something that really resonated with me was that's part of our job to help this kid in life. And just not just keep him because he's talented. He's got to learn some life lessons. I love it. You know, I co-sign 100% love that, you know, the best game in the world that we both love can be used to get these kids ready to be, you know, healthy, productive husbands and fathers going forward. Where do you think you discovered that as as a philosophy, as something you believe in, as a coming, you know it in this business. A lot of guys are scoreboard dictated. You know, did the score, if the score was a win or loss, then it was, we did everything right. If it was a loss, everything's wrong. Sounds to me like your philosophy goes a lot deeper than that. Yeah, you know, I think we have some core values that we we try to live by in our program, you know, and, and that's number one is love, number two, respect, and um, um, number three um, is, is just being able to um, serve, you mm, know. And, yeah. And, and we, we preach that a lot and we talk about it, and, you know, I think we have to sometimes, you know, this kid that, that was the newspaper article about just a outstanding story from a kid that, uh, was kind of raised by his brother, um, and he just wasn't doing the right things. We we kept him as a freshman and a sophomore, and then we or we cut him his sophomore year because after his freshman year he just wasn't doing everything mm-hmm. that you know, or he was doing very little. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing, you know, that that with our core values and, and our philosophy and and all those things, and and it just made him a better uh, basketball player for sure, and hopefully it's making him a better human being and. Um, he just came back. He came back for our playoff game and gave all the coaches a big hug. And yeah. Then, um, he was at a graduation party that I went to, and uh, he he asked me if he could help coach the little kid oh, wow. this summer. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like such a great story. Yeah. Is that hard for you, not in, you know, your convictions, but in with, with high school kids? You know, because there's such a... They're not a finished product, right? They're still growing. They're going through all kinds of hormones. You know, when you say love, respect, and service, like those are pretty adult themes, right? Which I, I think it's awesome. That's a, how do you go about teaching those? How do you go about getting a 15 through 18 year old boys who are running around like lunatics to buy into that? I'm imagining it has to be pretty intentional by you and your staff. Yeah, you know, we, we try to be, um, and, I, and hopefully we get that through with our guys, you know, but. You know, just through meetings, through mm-hmm. what we do, the way we act, the way we coach, you know, and you're right, 100%. It, it's it's so hard not to coach to the scoreboard. Right. Well, I'm, a West Senior Week is a big week, man. Coach, we'd like to win this game. Yeah, we'll be good humans. We'd like to win too, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. 
think just just through our meetings and, and what we talk about, you know, I have some great mentors that I, I bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of, and and then you know they give me great ideas, and, and that's kind of leads our meetings, and and then ultimately I try to put that onto our players so that they can talk about it. Yeah. Because you know, I just don't want them to listen to it all the time. Um, if they can talk about it, they can yeah. share their ideas or almost teach it themselves. Then it's going to be instilled, you know. I think right. in them, and, and that hopefully. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know we, we exist in, in potential and theory, don't we? Uh, I drew right. something yesterday. It looks awesome on paper. Boy, it looks great. It'll probably get locked up the first time I run it, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you mentioned some of your mentors, you know, and you, you talk, talk about, you know, either direct influences or even people, you know, in the NBA, college, the state of Montana that you look up to. It could be off the floor, how they run a program. It could be system-wise, you know, people that are influential in the X's and O's. Who are some of those influences for you? Well, yeah, I started with Joe Sukit, you know, just a great friend of mine that, that really, really got me started in high school coaching and mm-hmm. then um obviously jim sturgar who was probably my biggest mentor through basketball with x's and o's with program philosophy all that stuff and then um i have a, a wednesday meeting group and i think it's you know it's helped me tremendously it's with um the old senior high volleyball coach oh Jeff wow Carroll. okay and yeah legend you know he's that's what he's doing but now he's he's um his job is to coach other people. Okay, you know? gotcha. So yeah, he's consulting, with coaching the coaches. Center. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So he meets with with myself, our football coach Chris Murdoch, um, uh, our former girls basketball coach Zach Robbins, and then one of our administrators Shelly Strofe. And so we read the book, and then every Wednesday we meet at lunchtime at school, and and we just talk about the book. We talk about life. We mm-hmm. talk about you know problems, and it just. You know, so nice for, for, you know, a coach to hear that, you know, our football coach is going through the same things that we do yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, an administrator, you know. I mean, we all have our, our issues, and it's just nice to help each other out. And um, So I think those people are, are huge mentors to me. And um, obviously, uh, my assistant coaches are, are outstanding, and uh, one in particular, Rocky Owens. I don't know if you know him. Mm-hmm. but The name have, sounds have, familiar, but... Yeah, he so he was Reese Gunn's um, roommate. Oh, we were hanging around. Oh, okay. With okay. So yeah, we have a we have a connection with him. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time. Um, when you yeah, go about making up, now that you mention your staff, and, and I love that you guys have a Wednesday group. Just that space, right, to be vulnerable as coaches. You know, so often they, they the kids expect us to be the experts, right? Like coaches got the answer, even if it's something we have no business being the expert on. They expect us as coach. I'll go ask coach; he'll know, right? So it's exactly. it's cool that to have, that you guys have that space to kind of share and and vent with each other. When when you're going about hiring. You know, talk about, you know, building senior, the program, how many guys are in the building, how many, how you go about determining who am I bringing into our circle uh, to, to put in front of these kids, regardless of level. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, I was just thinking about this, and, and um, you know, Coach Owens, who is, he's been around forever in yeah. the Billings community, and his son uh, was a really good basketball player, he's now, he was with the Bobcats oh, okay. for a year, and now he's at Rocky, Okay. and you know, um, his son and my son are the same age, and they played uh, the traveling basketball together. Yeah. And Rocky and I coached those guys. So we coached them for six years. And then he was uh, my assistant with the girls. I okay. Went right up until their eighth grade year, and then I got the girls' job. And he 
was my assistant there. And then his son, um, all his friends went to West, and they lived in West District. So he went to West. And so that's oh, the man. exact time that I took over for the boys. Yeah. And, and so we took a, a four-year break. <laughs> um, he went over and he, he followed Jesse and his son. And, and um, we always talked about, you know, when when he's done, you know, come back. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And for the first two years, man, we were kind of enemies, you know. And <laughs> the third year, we started talking again. Yeah. And that fourth year, was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And so he's, ever since I've been the, um, well, shoot, for the last, when did he come back? In the last three years, I think. He's okay. been there. He's kind of the, the guy that'll go uh, get the, the kids and, and take them to the gym, and they'll be there for two and a half, three hours, and he'll rebound for them. He'll put them through drills. Yeah. And, you know, all those things, so. Like a, um, like, uh, sounds like a skill development focus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, That's, and just does a fantastic job with it. Developing relationships with those guys. Right, and, and right. Making them feel comfortable with him, and they call him, and he, he takes them in. What is, you know, and I put this on one of the questions to you. What's Maybe it, there doesn't have to necessarily, you, could, you can say both, feel free. What's harder, the, the education part of your day or the coaching part? You know, the, the, the stuff you do, seven, the, whatever. I don't know the bell schedule anymore, but talk about that. And I'm, I'm imagining they bleed into each other a lot. They really do, yeah. And that's a, a really interesting question because, you know, for me, I think it's all about developing relationships and mm-hmm. in, in, in both situations, you know. But with basketball, you have a bunch of guys with the same interests, the same passions, um, typically good work ethics. You know, and in the classroom, you know, you just get a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. Your honor students, you have a couple that don't want to be there at all. They have, you know, you have a couple that don't like you already. (laughs) You know, so, so teaching, you know, might be a little bit harder at times, but, um, you know, at the same token, I've never had, you know, a thousand people show up to watch their kids learn. Exactly. There's, you know, it's sometimes those Friday nights, right? Those are, those make it all worth it. What I would give you, going back in time a little bit, if you could go back and prep that, you know, young coach Drew Hawes that had that fifth grade team for the first time, what would you tell him as he's getting ready to to start this journey into being a coach? Man, that's a really hard question too. I, I think you know, I. I think maybe it would be more for the high school okay. coach yeah. getting into it, but you know, and just like kind of like we talked about, um, and and make sure you know that that you develop those relationships mm. and don't don't worry about the wins and losses. Worry about the relationships with players, yeah, with parents, with officials, you know, because I, I've been known to get a little bit crazy. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> What is that? How is that? How do you do that yourself? Because I, you know, I, I co-sign again, you know, your perspective on the big picture, but it's really hard after, say, a weekend of losing, right? It's really hard as, how do you, where's your, who brings you back? Is it you, is it your wife, your staff? How do you get back to center, you know, in the middle, even maybe in the middle of a winning streak, right? How do you get right. back to those core values? Yeah, it's all, always my wife, you know, and, and my dad, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I call him, you know, he, I get a text from him after every win or after every loss, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, my wife is just stuck with me. So, you know, <laughs> I might wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and she's going to get up and listen, you know. Right. Or she says she's listening. Right. <laughs> but she just does a, a really good job of bringing me back to, um, 
you know what's what's really important and, and all those things and yeah you know i'm just lucky that that i have such an understanding wife and and such a great dad to to be able to right bounce ideas off of both of them and or they can just listen you know yeah 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 no i i i 100 percent like in the people the wives don't realize sometimes they're signing up to be an assistant coach on the staff <laughs> right yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> Talk about, yeah. you know, brag about the Bronx a little bit. You know, recap of this year, where you see, what you're excited about with your current group of guys. Yeah, you know, we had, we had a really good year, and we knew we were going to be good. We had some really talented players coming back, and, you know, just the whole COVID thing was really scary. We we didn't know what was going to happen. There were people saying we were going to make it through two weeks of school, and then we we're going to go back online, and, you know, all those rumors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even with football, you know, it was an outdoor sport, and, they, they got through it, but everybody said it wasn't going to happen, you know. Yeah. It did. And then when it transferred over to an indoor sport, you know, then you had the same. Yeah. You heard the same thing. You know, it's going to last two weeks. You're going to wear masks when you play. Right. All those things. And and I just think that our guys just did such a tremendous job of, you know, our, our philosophy for this year was just do whatever it takes to be able to have our season, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. If, if they want us to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. And, and uh, so we, we, we had a tough year. We I think every one of our guys had some kind of pretty major injury mm. throughout the season. But uh, we ended up getting the, the four seed, yeah. and they didn't do a divisional tournament this year. So it was a one-game playoff, and the five seed um, just happened to be West High you oh, know, down the road. Of course, so. of course. And interesting enough, I didn't know this, but um, West and Senior had never played in a playoff game before. What? In the history of the Are sport. you serious? Yeah. I would have I would have bet my house they'd met at least once in that realm. That's crazy, amazing. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Uh, um, and so we ended up beating them, um, and we went to the state tournament in Great Falls awesome. this year. And yeah, so it was great. The great thing about it is uh, we had we had two we had three seniors this year. Two of them started. Mm-hmm. One came off the bench and was kind of our energy guy. But uh, we have you know we'll probably have eight seniors, seven or eight seniors. Um, on our roster awesome. next year, yeah. Um, you know, lots of experience, lots of talent. We got size, we've got shooters. Yeah. You know, so just really, really excited. Coach's about job not to mess it up, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's What's the you know, as as someone that, that grew up, you know, in obviously the same time frame as you, and, and saw and experienced Montana hoops then. You know, but I've been disconnected being out here in the Northwest for so long. What's the state of the game in Montana? As someone that's been in it for as long as you have, how, you know, we'll just talk about, you know, the, the what you view as, the, you know, the way the game's played, the level of kid that's coming out of there. Talk about evolution maybe of it. Go, I'll give you the open mic for the state of hoops in Montana. Well, I, I think it's really good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just had the Montana-Wyoming All-Star game this weekend and, they said that I think the boys are on a 18 game win streak. Holy cow! The girls are on a nine game win streak. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, it's frightening to be a coach in, in yeah. Eastern Double A. You know, um, always because you know Skyview has been so good. Yep. Um, Great Falls High is always good. West is always good. You know, I mean, you just it just goes on and on. Um, and I I think that you know um, kids are getting stronger. Okay. They're believing in the weight room. They're putting in tons of time. Yeah, you know, so I I think that um, it's it's really good right now, you know, and I would I would take our group against anybody. We go to Gonzaga uh-huh. basketball uh-huh. camp every year, you know, and then we we've had some pretty good teams 
and we compete with with everybody there. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's um, that's like the mecca of team camps in the West, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What have so you I, seen on the coaching side? Have you seen like you know, for me, an example? There's been a real evolution to you know it's it's following the nba trend there's a ton of spacing there's a ton of shooting helping off anybody's a you know a 50 50 proposition you're probably giving up a made three ball screens pretty heavy involved in d3 right now talk about the you know the, the let's nerd out a little bit with the coaching what are you seeing well yeah i mean the same thing you know uh, it, it's gone I, I can't even really stand watching the nba anymore um i am a huge suns fan so yeah <laughs> so you, watch you'll watch tonight. you'll watch them sweep tonight you'll be okay with that <laughs> yeah. yeah but it just, you know that i was i was just talking to my father-in-law about this and there's there's just there's no more hakeem olajuwon right no more you know patrick ewings or you know everybody is you know you're 6 11 you're 7 foot you you step out you're yeah. five out or you're right. taking and popping and you know, and, and they're making them, so, right. you know, it just, I don't know if it's the three-point line that is, but it, it's just, it's almost not fun to watch, you It's, know? it's just, hard, I don't see us, there's no very many stops, right? I, and I don't even, I'm not even, like, making, I'm not even making a judgment on effort. I'm saying, I don't know how you would stop them anyway, with, like you mentioned, there's nobody that's, there's nobody that can't shoot anymore. So, oh my yeah. good. Where do you look for then, you know, influence for your philosophy and your system? Are you looking more collegiately? Are you looking at stuff your competition is doing and your review? You know, last question here. How are you growing as a coach? I, I think it's both. You know, okay. I, I think, you know, obviously it's, it's hard not to look at your competition because we watch so much film. Right. You know, we see something and we can watch it a hundred times and yeah. play it back and, you know, really figure out what's going on there and then and then obviously i love college basketball mm -hmm. you know i just I, lo I love it so you're watching that too and and i think that you know just the resources that are available today with with videos and, and books and yeah what the tv brings to it and dvr and well, i was about to say are you setting a lot of dvrs for when you're gone <laughs> yeah oh absolutely and then to be able to just re rewind it on live tv you yeah know, all those things so right um Talk, before I let you go, tell everybody how to follow you and the Bronx. Where can they get content from you and, and keep up with the guys? Well, we have our, our website right on the school. Um, we, we don't have a Twitter page right now. We need to get one, but I post a lot of things mm. on my Twitter account, and that's at thecoachhaws um, on Twitter. It's my Twitter handle. and um, you know I think the best way right now probably is just to watch the news and, and um, get on our website. Absolutely. Coach Drew Haas, Billings Senior, Bronx Basketball. Thank you, sir. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.